April Mies here. I am so excited to let you know that we are having a cash infusion workshop coming up. So if you are ready to attract premium clients at premium prices, then this workshop is for you. And the great news is it's only $149. But for a limited time, we are offering a special discount. So you can get this workshop for only $37 if you offer your feedback and testimonial at the end of the workshop. Yes, you heard that right. So for only $37 and your testimonial feedback, you can get access to a cash infusion workshop that is normally reserved for my premium level students. So this live workshop is happening September 14th and you'll have access to a limited time replay even if you're not able to make it live. Now to sweeten this deal, we are offering a money back guarantee. If you do not think it was worth every cent and more, then you can let us know and we will refund your money. It's a no-brainer, no-lose offer. You will learn the simple strategies to put your sales on steroids and keep your business thriving from now and moving forward. So just go to www.aprilmees.com forward slash CI for cash infusion. And I can't wait to see you then. Welcome back to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, April Meese. This episode, we are talking with Rose Parito. She is the owner of Beauty and Brow Lounge in Miami, Florida. She is also an esthetician, permanent cosmetic tattooist, electrolysis, and so much more. She is a CPCP Certified Permanent Cosmetic Professional of the Society of Permanent Cosmetic Professionals. She also has a book called How Fitzpatrick and Melanin Influences Cosmetic Tattoo, and also a podcast called The Beauty Lounge. And there's so much that you can learn from this interview. One of the things is as we were talking, I got wrapped up in talking to her and introducing her and forgot to hit record at the beginning, but just know that you'll get so much out of this episode. As always, uh, we'd love for you to share your gems and leave us a review and tell us what you found most valuable in this episode. So without further ado, here is the interview. All right, so let's get right into it. And I want to talk about done so many things. Writing a book is such a huge accomplishment, right? And you do have this wealth of knowledge. What we always know is where you are, like there was a start, right? Because so some people see you and they say, wow, she's got so much. But let's take them back to when you started and maybe a time where you felt like, I don't know if this is going to come together. Like, was there a moment where you were struggling? And then that story of triumph that you can think of? You know, I'm I'm really not the norm. I never worked for anyone. So I didn't go back to school to get all my licenses, you know, in terms of aesthetics, electrolysis. And then, you know, I wanted to go bigger, go home. Got a lot of acronyms after my name, including CPCP from SPCP, yes. by the way. Yes. So, and I have a funny story about that. If we have two minutes at the end of the segment, that's really funny. I love like credibility. I've always been about, you know, like not, you know, sort of, you know, hard work pays off, right? I'm a daughter of immigrants. And so business owners were, you know, came to this country with nothing, that kind of thing. So that sort of entrepreneurial sort of spirit has been inside me. And I think it's really important. And you and me are examples of working moms. And it's really important, I think, for our kids to see empowered working women that can juggle, right? That can sort of make it happen. And, you know, maybe I'm not working 150 hours in the office, which is something that we can talk about later, which is why I've sort of 
you know, steered the ship a little bit into the direction of now I'm working more from home, you know, so that I can do that. But I was working freelance for 20 years as a brow and makeup artist before I ever, you know, got any licenses. And then finally, when my youngest was in preschool is when I said, gosh, you know, I want to open up my own office. Like I need to sort of like get to the next level. So that's when I decided to go back to school to get all my credentials. And I was almost 40 at that time. Wait for it. I was almost 40 at that time. So when I, after, you know, I left school and I had all my licenses and I was like ready to rock and roll, I'm not going to work for anyone because I don't need anyone to train me how to shape an eyebrow because I'm self-taught theater arts major. I had been doing, my minor was stage makeup. You know, if anything, I could teach the class, you know, on how to shape an eyebrow by hand. I, you know, always hand tweezing with a temporary tint. So I just, you know, from the get-go started renting space, which I don't recommend. I recommend sort of training under someone, having some kind of a mentor. Mentorship, um, mm-hmm. unless you're like me and you're older because you have all of this, you know, experience from like I do kind of thing, which is like I said, sort of rare. So when I started working in permanent makeup. 10 years ago and opened up my office, also aesthetics and electrolysis, I was getting a lot of hands-on experience working in the skin. And I sort of compartmentalized my licenses. Okay. So when I had an aesthetics client, this is what I did for the aesthetics client. And then this is what I did for my my electrolysis clients. And this is what I did for my PMU clients. And then this was before social media and before this idea of, you know, working with inks in the skin. This is, you know, we were sort of old school. I was told by an old school SPCP. In fact, the first person in PMU I ever spoke to physically that I still have her email that one day I promised her that I would post it one day is Kate Champy because I was oh. looking for a direction and I didn't know where to go. Again, this was before, you know, Facebook and Instagram. And I sort of stumbled upon the SPCP website and, you know, Kate immediately responded to my email. I'll never forget. She said, it's a beautiful career yada, 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 yada. Right. And I'll never forget that stuck with me. Like, oh, wow, it's a beautiful career. Like she's, yeah. she knows what she's talking about. And she was right. And she certainly was right. So I compartmentalized these different areas of expertise that I had. And so fast forward to a few years into my PMU business, all these clients coming back with funky heels and what am I doing wrong? And so discouraging. I'm singing the tune that a lot of us sing all the time, right? You know, this is something that we've all heard, which propelled other permanent makeup pigment companies to sort of launch other lines to maintain integrity of, uh, you know, pigment color in the skin and retention. You know, we've come a long way, right? right. As that Virginia Slim's ad used to say, we've come a long way, baby, right? Um, yes. And so... One day it was literally like, and I'm an artist as we all are, but you know, as a theater major and I was a playwright in college, so I wrote plays and I've always been sort of had that artistic side. And so it's sort of one day organically, it just sort of like came into my head. Well, wait a minute. Why am I compartmentalizing these skills? Why can't I just like morph them together? Like peanut butter and jelly, which go way better together than separately. Right. Yeah. And so that is sort of the idea that inspired my book. You do said something earlier. Oh, you wrote a book. Like, can you speak? Can you write sentences? You know, can we, do we text all day long and respond to our Facebook feeds? Then anybody could write a book. It's just putting debt, laying down a narrative, having something to say and just writing it down, you know? But don't belittle that because it's a discipline in doing it. That's the thing. Like we all have the stories in our head. Right. And I think, and actually that's a lesson in, in, you know, who succeeds in this industry and who doesn't, like who believes they can. It's those that actually have the discipline to carry through. So that's where I feel like writing the book is, it is a big feat. That is- Well, you know, for me, it's a creative outlet. It's something that's like organic and creative creative. And I get a lot of my inspiration during certain, you know, when I'm doing certain activities, like walking in the morning, you know, yeah. I get a lot of inspiration, uh, you know, whether it's a, what's now fast forward into this age of social media and I roll my eyes 
affectionately, <laughs> right? Ugh, have to think about my friggin' algorithm now, which is a whole <laughs> other topic of a conversation. But, right. um, but yeah, so, you know, I was just like, okay, I'm going to write about this. I want to write about that. And so I just put it into Google Docs. You know, we have all these amazing tools that are free, by the way, some of which I actually pay for, like Grammarly. So inexpensive. Yeah. Yes. Upwork. Yes. I hire everybody on Upwork. And yeah. now you can self-publish. Back in the day, you right. talk to any you know, writer, and I'm not writing, you know, fiction, you know, love stories, that kind of thing. And I'm writing it. It's an industry guide, but I write it with passion and I, I love it. I, you have to love what you do yes. because it translates into the work. You can't do things for the money. So I never did it with the intention of, well, I'm going to write this book so that I could sell millions of copies and make an online course and be really rich and work from home. It was not about that. I can care less if anybody read it, honestly, because what's the worst thing that could happen? I get no clients. I closed my doors. And at least I said, I tried. I opened my office. I was open for XYZ amount of time. I've been open for a decade now where I am. And you know it didn't work out. You just got to do it. Like, be like yeah. Nike, just do it. You know, Work as hard as you can. Treat everybody the same is the first. But getting back to sort of understanding you and what you have to offer. When I earlier, when I talked about when I compartmentalize my skills, you sort of at the end of the day have to say, you know, how can I bring value to the table? How can I make this client experience better? When I mentor students, how can I make that experience better? What is it about me that's going to set me apart that makes me different? Because although yes, to date, I've been doing eyebrows and makeup for over 30 years, right? That's a long time. And I know what I'm doing. I know how to blend it. Know how to conceal spots and how to uh, you know fill in gaps on my eyebrow, that kind of thing. But you look on Instagram and even within our community, there's some amazing artists out there that are way better than me. I mean, yeah. I'm a good artist, but I'm not as good as a lot of those artists out there. And I, I feel the same way. Yeah, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. That's just the way it is. Like, there's all these elite basketball players, right? LeBron James is probably the best right now. It doesn't mean that these other players aren't great, good enough to be pro basketball players, they are. But my point is, I was like, okay, well, what can I bring to the table? Well, what I know how to do is not scared to communicate in front of a large audience. I could sort of deliver my line, so to speak, you know, given my background um, as a theater arts major. That got me noticed in the industry where I was hired on several occasions to MC events. And by extension, because I put all that footage on my social media, I was hired locally their local events. So it's about not being scared, knowing yeah. what is it about you that sort of is special, if you want to put that in quotes, I don't know what word to, or a little better than, than your neighbor. For me, it certainly wasn't doing permanent makeup. I know what I'm doing. I can write, I can talk about it and teach it so much more better than I can execute it. I know who I am. I've identified that. So I channeled that energy and I said, gosh, you know, I still love working with clients. So I still want to be able to execute work, right? And see how that goes. And I have all these great relationships with companies like Permablend. I love them. And I have dialogues with Anne-Marie all the time. And she will send me some pigments. And oh, it's exciting. And I love experimenting on my clients because P.S. I also know how to lift pigment up and out of the skin. And in, the law, in my state, I can do that. So I don't have any fear. Zero fear. Because the worst thing that can happen is I, I screw it up and I can fix it. No problem. No worries. And that's always, that uber confidence has always kind of sort of gotten me through the day. Yeah. But identify what your strengths are. And I did. And I sort of start putting my thoughts on paper and I said, gosh, you know, I have a book. And so my intention in writing a series is not a book that you can sit down like 500 pages because I'm an avid reader of fiction. So that certainly was not my intention, but I love to educate and empower. And innately, I've always just loved to empower, whether it's making you a better version of yourself with your skin or your eyebrows 
was, and that's the message of my podcast as well. My podcast just talks about beauty and beauty tips because I have all these little areas, not all, I have a few little boxes where I'm you know, an expert in because number one, I'm licensed and I went to school. So that gives me the permission to be an expert. But number two, I'm passionate about it and I'm constantly perpetually educating myself and learning updates, whether it's, I never sit idle ever. If I'm sitting down in the morning, even before here, putting on my makeup, I'm listening. Um, I was listening to one of your interviews, actually. One of your old, I was, I didn't never got to finish your interview with Vicky, my friend. Yeah. Vicky, yeah. So I shared that post. So I'm like, well, let me finish it because, you know, I, I love recorded content. You could sort of revisit it, right? Or, yeah. or I'm walking and I listen to a podcast and I listen to Dr. Radio. I'm obsessed with Dr. Radio, XM 110, the dermatology show. So mm-hmm. much so that years ago, I kept, you know, reaching out to Doris Day, who's in your neck of the woods. I know you yes. balance East and West Coast up in yes. New York. And I kept, oh, this is what I would say to my clients. And I had that situation. And this is, I'm not a doctor. So this is how I approach it on and on and on until she finally invited me on her show. And I've been a yes. uh, guest a few times on her show, fielding call as an expert in permanent makeup, fielding questions from callers around the world, really, that listen to her show. So that was, so how I put myself out there is because I have zero fear because the worst thing that could happen is that they say no. And as a result of that drive, I right now I have there's a publication here in South Florida. It's a Spanish publication called Eventos Magazine Events, the Miami Events. Mm-hmm. Isn't that so chic, right? <laughs> I roll. <laughs> and so it was sort of a favor that a PR friend of mine, you know, asked the editor of the magazine, oh, can she put in this little blurb? It'll add value. And now I write for them almost every month. Okay. So guys, there's so much, so many gems in what Rose yeah. is saying here, but I want to just point out a few, just in case you're multitasking or you were just trying to take it in because she's just given us all this information. So it's a lot to take in. Do but it, just do it, do it, do it, do it. She just goes after it. Like these are examples over and over and over again where she didn't have that self talk of who am I to do this? Who am I to go talk to somebody? Or who am I to treat this celebrity? Who am I to call up this well known national? She might even be internationally known, Doris Day, dermatologist, to get on her. Oh, yeah, show. She's, a, she's a, you know, New York Times bestselling author. Yes, I mean, right. So she didn't have those stories going on in her mind, right? She crushed those fears. And here's the thing that I always want to say is that confidence comes with just taking action, right? It comes with competence, right? The more you feel competent at something and it grows, I would say confidence is like a muscle. So she put herself out there, she got the reward, and then she kept putting herself out there. And because we all fear, what about rejection and so forth? I feel like that is like that golden thread through everything that you were saying. All of these accomplishments is she just went for it, right? Because what's the worst that could happen? Like they say, no. This is such an intimate, like, I feel like I'm just talking to you, but there's a whole community out there. But let me just tell you that years ago when I was first on her show, I was a relatively new artist. This was like six years ago. So I'd been in the game four years because there's a lot to know about PMU, right? So I knew a lot, but I didn't know about, you know, organic pigments versus inorganic pigments, for example. Like, oh my gosh. And I'm so stupid. Of course, they're not going to ask me a caller from Canada. Oh, hi. Can you tell me about organic pigments? I'm so OCD and type A that I'm like, okay, well, I need to be prepared because what if they ask me about organic pigments? So I reached out. This was another fear obstacle to Taryn Darling. Li Pigments, SPCP member, because back then she was like this, wow, like this deity, you know, like Taryn is like, you know, this big 
girl on the block, right? That she's at the big girl table. And I inboxed her on Facebook. And in a nutshell, I was like, please, I'm going to be on the show. And can you help me? Can you answer these questions? Because I was using LI pigment, you know, one of the pigment lines I use is LI. She was very well known. She, I'm on her, the boards. I, by that time, Facebook was, you know, in existence. And I loved what she had to say. And I'm like, oh, she's not going to get back with me. Not only did she get back with me, she gave me pages and pages of information. And I actually quoted her in my book. There's a so I think it's chapter five or chapter seven, but th there's a whole dialogue of her because I wanted to sort of pay tribute to her as a thank you. And I sort of mentioned this little nugget that, that we're talking about now about why I reached out to her just to kind of explain that even Doris Day internationally, you know, best-selling author has a show. They're just people at the end of the day, they're people. And these are women that started out at the bottom as well and probably didn't have someone to sort of kind of reach out to you and ask for help, right? Maybe they did, but maybe they didn't. And so I know that I'm very approachable because I'm so grateful for mentors like, you know, Kate, like, you know, Taryn, that so many others that I can name right now that have helped me selflessly without, you know, asking me for a dime. I would have never gotten that feedback from Taryn. And to this day, still have that. I still don't know a really person too much. Like I've met her like a few times at SBCP conferences, but I certainly don't even, you know, I wouldn't say that we're friends, but I have great, you know, mad respect for her. She's a, yeah. you know, I consider her one of my top five mentors because of all the knowledge I've gained through that. And thank God for this thing, you know, this platform that is called social media, right? Because we could sort of, it's easy to keep the finger on the pulse when you're sort of engaged in all these different dialogues. But, you know, getting back to fear, yeah, I was so scared. Okay, what was the one of the things that I was scared about? This, you know, that narrative about organic pigments, which by the way, no one ever even talked to me, you know, asked me about. You were scared of if they asked you the question, I wouldn't, you wouldn't know, the, know answer. the answer, but right. not necessarily that, but what that would mean about you. Right. Oh, she's why is she on the show? Right. She's like incredible. that you're not worthy. Like, so right. we're always afraid of, we're not necessarily afraid of the rejection, but we're afraid of what we make that mean about ourselves. Right. And guess what? If, if that were right now, if I had an interview right now, right. Or even now you asking me a question, if I don't know the answer, I'd say, gosh, you know what? That's a great question. I don't know the answer. Yeah. I'm going to get that answer. You better yeah. believe it. And yeah. I will get back with you on that. So now it's like, not also don't be afraid to, you know, be human and say, gosh, you know, I don't have all the answers because we don't know what we don't know mm -hmm. because we only know what we know and not being, you know, scared to admit that. Listen, I'm learning too, because as much yeah. as of an educator that I am, I'm also a perpetual student. I attend the school for perpetual learning for my knowledge. And I attend the school for perpetual maintenance, as, I, as we talked last night about in terms of my, you know, keep taking care of my skin and all that, whatever, which is a whole other combo. The day we stop, the day I stop learning and being a student is when I'm six feet under. And one little thing before I shut up, I have a lot of friends in this industry, new and old, old meaning veterans, 20, 30, you know, 30 years in the business. And for the most part, it's the veterans that I don't see taking continuous education, that I don't see going to all the different conferences because, and a handful of which I'm very good friends with, and I ask them why, and they don't feel that they need to learn anymore because they've been doing this for a million years. And that's great, but that is not my philosophy at all, at all. Are you kidding me? Take that. No, 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 no. There's no ego in, in my arena. You step into my box, you check your ego at the door because we're all here to, here to learn. I don't care how many acronyms you have to your name or how many books you've written because we're all here to learn and to teach each other. It's about give and take. For the most part, it's a community of women here. So 
It's my philosophy. You know, women should help each other rise above. I'm not going to compete with you. I don't want you to compete with me. I want you to, I want you to be the best. I want you to have so many more followers. I want you to have so much credibility and whatever success means to you. I want you to have it. And whether you want that for me or not, that's on you, but it's okay because on my end, I'm really into storyboards and meditation and putting yourself out there and the proverbial, what do you call those vision boards, which I don't, I have my own version of a vision board, but I'm very into visualizing tomorrow. And so I do, if you want to sort of give me a little cheer, not you, but whatever, anybody out there, friends, colleagues, then great because energy is powerful, but I don't rely on that, you know, because at the end of the day, you are in the driver's seat. So it's up to you to sort of steer your own ship. Yeah. And I heard this expression. I mean, we've all heard that words are powerful, but the most powerful words are the words you tell yourself because not only when you speak it, they come back into your ear. So when you say, oh, I could never do that or, oh, I'm so silly. Like that's, I did that wrong. And instead of just saying, no, I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm getting better every day. And those things, it's it's easier said than done, obviously, but it's a practice, right? So it's okay to be scared, obviously, but- you just kind of like, get, just do it. You know, yeah, I always go back to, to Nike, just do it. You know, because yeah. if you don't do it, you're going to regret it. Because again, like I said earlier, the worst thing that could happen is, you know, you didn't do such a great job. So you'll do it better next time. Yeah. Or now next time, you know what not to do or what to do better. Like anything, even PMU using that as an analogy, compare the first eyebrow to someone who's been in the business for 10 years. And then that the eyebrow they did yesterday, <laughs> you're going to see apples and oranges in terms of technique and execution, right? So yeah. that is the same theory that applies in anything in life, especially in your business. And now, and you're the expert on this, we live in a time where we have to put ourselves out there, whether it's yes. video, whether, you know, algorithms and the reason why I don't do as much as I do on social is because I don't care to have 50,000 followers. If I have them, then, then great. I do things that make me happy. I don't compete with algorithms. I don't compete with other artists and they're booked until next June and they have 2 million followers. I don't get caught up in that. I just run my own race. Yeah. I do what yeah. makes me happy. I work the hours that I want to work. I'm fortunate that I don't have to feed my starving family. I'm married. I have a support community. And that's not the case for a lot of my colleagues who do have to you know, support their families. But to my surprise, things that have brought me passion that I do out of love, like for example, writing a book. Oh my gosh, this has been creating passive income. My podcast, I, it's another creative outlet. I love commu- The reason why I started my podcast is because every day I could press record on a tape recorder with client questions. Every day clients would come to me. How do I, you know, what do I use for my skin? I have a wrinkle or tell me about retinoids every day. And I love talking about it, but literally I'm like, okay, if my, you know, thousand clients ask me all the time, then I need to sort of put it out there because I'm sure there's other women out there. And for the record, I used to have a blog, blogspot blog back in the day. I think that dates me because I don't even know if blogspot is a blog. No, people really? still blogging still a thing. Well, yes. back in 2013, I had a blog. I started a blog, blogspot.blog. And I have 150 articles on that blog. Wow. But, but I'm not savvy with technology. So I don't know. It, I didn't set it up right. The CEO, whatever, the SEOs or whatever. You could tell me about what I'm doing wrong. But so I had like no followers, but I had content and I didn't care. Yeah. But once in a blue moon, someone will reach out to me from like Afghanistan, literally, or, mm-hmm. you know, Egypt or somewhere on the planet that's obscure. Say they, they responded to my strawberry legs. Uh, what is strawberry legs? Well, you only know that if you're a melanin rich woman and you suffer from strawberry legs and not a lot of people talk about that. People talk about, you know, things that are sort of not sexy, like body odor. Yeah. I have a whole podcast episode about body odor. Why do you get body odor? Why it happens, how to prevent it, head to toe. Listen, we are beings and it happens, you know, yes, you sweat right. and 
right? Yeah. I mean, it's not funny. I mean, it's what it is, but I'm like, I take care of myself meticulously head to toe. And I want to be like a daisy in like a garden all day long. And I want to share that wealth, right? So I started the podcast from just like an innate passion to sort of educate and empower. Oh my gosh, you could create passive income with that too. So I have found that if you do something with passion and desire, then that sort of almost like serendipitously can turn into something that creates income for you. Oh, yes. that's a, that's a sort of cherry on the proverbial you know, Sunday, right? Yeah. And I'm home. But I want to caution just anybody listening though. You have to, if you see Rose, she goes all in on something, right? So even though she has all of these things, I always say with my students, it's like if you're kicking a soccer ball, right? And you kick one soccer ball just a little bit and then another one just a little bit and another one just a little bit, you never get to the goal. So if you take one project and you kick that soccer ball, right? And you kick it all the way to the goal, then you can go back and start another one. Otherwise you have all these half built bridges, right? So that's why I see a lot of artists. They're like, I'm doing this platform and I'm doing this platform. They're never really all in on anything that's really growing their business because they've got too many things, right? They're almost like, squirrel because they're going to the next exciting thing. Really and that's me on. too. And I always say that there's seasons in life. Like, so guys, no matter where you are in your beauty business, there might be a season where you have to sprint and you have to really hustle. Not you don't want to hustle all the time. That's not a quality of life, right? Because I see so many beauty professionals that want to grow their business and they're doing all of the things and then they're burnt out. So that they right. got into this business to have you know more time freedom, a better quality of life, their own schedule. And then what turns out to happen is that it's really the opposite, right? Because they're doing all of the things they're working right. 80 hours for themselves to try to get it going. And there is a time to hustle. There is a time 100%. to like, sprint. The fall might be that because we just came off of this restful period. There's a time to sprint. There's a right. time to rest right. and you have to find that balance with your family. Exactly. And yeah. I wanted to ask you, what would you see um, a lot of like, what advice would you give to permanent makeup professionals and beauty professionals, estheticians and so forth that are just starting or also just trying to find that balance in their life. I'm going to speak to your point is to sort of don't do a million things. It took me 10 years before I launched my podcast and I'd been wanting to uh, launch a podcast for years, for at least three years before I launched my podcast during, it was like right before COVID is finally when I pressed the go button. And I had been brewing for years. It was just a matter of like learning logistics, like learning how to use, you know, garage band, that type of thing, which YouTube, hello, YouTube is a great tool. Again, another free tool, right? You can buy equipment relatively easy. Uh, and especially if some if YouTube or, you know, video is not your jam, which, you know, I have to sort of, are you kidding me? I have to like, worry about my concealer every day. I don't want YouTube. That's I could just talk in my pajamas, you know, with my dark circles. <laughs> That's more my jam. But to sort of not focus on so many procedures. And I talk to so many new artists and this is the biggest, you know, red flag I see. They've been doing permanent makeup for six months, a year, like no time, right? And they're already doing camouflage and scalp and lips and, and you know, areolas. And it's like, whoa, press pause of the suite of services that you're offering. Which ones do you do amazingly well to the point where you are such an expert in your field. You could already train, write a book. And like, you are like the, the bona fide expert in that particular arena. And, and it's always going to be none. I'm not, no, I'm not. So forget about the suite of services. Forget about Kathy down the street that does all those services. She's probably, so what? You don't know what goes behind her doors, right? You don't know what kind of work she's producing. I live in Miami where it's the wild west. So we have, you know, all these people like taking two day courses and what, you know, I've seen my share of botched work. That's a whole other topic of conversation. And I think COVID has sort of 
weeded a lot of those out. But to sort of sort of the advice, you know, to answer your question that I'm giving you and to speak to your point from earlier is to sort of not worry about what your neighbor's doing. Don't worry about focusing on so many things. Oh my gosh, now Rose says I should have a podcast and I should write a book. No, <laughs> it took me 10 years to write a book. It took yeah. me 10 years where I've been writing all my life. Like I've always, I've been producing, like I said, since 2013, a blog, you know, already sort of started putting things out there into the void, regardless of who reads it. And I have so many other little articles I have out there. For example, Aventura Mall, which is a high-end, you know, mall in Miami. I sort of, you know, hustled and hustled and reached out to them and hi, I would love to write for you. And this is always free, by the way. This is always putting myself out there, selling myself to produce free content for, in other words, you don't have to pay me. I just want to put myself out there. It'll add value to your platform. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I wrote there for their blog for a while. I ended up writing my five beauty tips thing for Fountain Blue Hotel for their brides. Every Anytime a bride would come in, they would see the bridal brochure and my top five beauty tips, and which gives me exposure because although I'm not getting paid for that, now I'm getting paid in other ways. If I go to Fountain Blue, they may give me a free room or they give me, you know, that kind of thing because you build relationships as you right. go on, which are valuable more to me, more valuable than dollars, but it gives you exposure because every little article and blurb that I've written along the way lists my credentials at the bottom, which gives me one more follower, one more follower. If you yeah. look at my Instagram, I don't have a lot of followers, but they're organic followers. Yeah. You know, and, and because yeah. I'm not, my goal isn't to build my following because I'm happy with my little bubble. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's not about yes. competing with Kathy who has 13,000, 50,000 followers. It's about doing the best that I can do within my little bubble. And I'm happy with my you know, 3,000 followers, as long as I'm empowering women. And I know I am because they give me feedback. You know, They come back to me and they ask me questions. So I know that I'm reaching people. Yeah. So. Let's put a pin in asking yeah. yourself, what do you want to be known for? Right. Because one of the things I also say to my students is the more services you offer, the more problems that you can run into. Right. right? The more, and the reason that people start offering more services is, of course, you always want to get more skills and, and you're passionate about it. You like to learn different techniques, but also sometimes people offer more services because they think, oh, well, this will be the thing that brings the client in. Like, right. oh, well, if I just know scar camouflage, or if I just know scalp, then if I just know hyaluronic acid facial, you know, acid hyaluronic facial, right. then that will be the thing. But really, right. it's if you just get good at one thing, build a solid reputation, and then also focus on your marketing of getting that out there. 100%. Right? 100%. So pin that that she said. And then there was a second part that I wanted to pin that you were talking about. Earlier, a moment ago, I said, I don't believe in doing a million, you know, let's say seven things, you know, focus on one or two things and do them well. But what if you really have passion for those seven things? Because I'm sure there's someone out there that says, but Rose, I really am passionate about lips and areola and scalp and brows and liner and whatever else there is, right? Then great. Then just sort of, you know, have a little checklist. Now that I've mastered brows, now let me move on to the next. And that may take a decade. It may take a decade. And in the meantime, and this is something that is radical, ready, wait for it. In the meantime, give away your services for free by practicing those other unchecked services that you want to master, because that is the only way that you're going to master something is by moving your hand, by getting to that, what Malcolm Gladwell says in the outliers is their the 10,000 hour mark, because you, to get from good to great, you have to practice the hand. You have to practice the hand, practice the hand. And the only way you do it is through repetition. And if you don't have clients waiting at your door, then offer your services for free. Do you know, if I had to put a dollar amount on the amount of services, you know, retail value that I gave for free over the years, I could probably buy a boat or a Mercedes <laughs> or it was a lot, but I never saw ever 
saw it as, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm losing time and money. I always, 100% of the time, saw it as, this is such a gift. I'm gaining hours. This is towards my 10,000. So if you've mastered browse and liner, but really want to you know, master, I don't know, let's say SCAR revision, then you sort of give it away, give it away. And then you advertise that and you market that to your clients as, you know, I need a model. There's a pigment line company that I represent. You know, they don't know. Make yourself sound more important than you are. A pigment line company that I work with that sent me new pigments that I want to work, or I have a new needle I want to work with, or I have a student that I want to film something for, whatever, whatever it is to get them through the door. Okay. Maybe, you know, charge them your setup fee, $50 or hundred dollars, you know, make it enticing. So sometimes I would do that as well. I would charge a model fee, which is nominal because eventually yes. I got to that point, but I started with charging zero with making yeah. it free, you know, kind of. I like a model fee because right. the reason is we don't value free, right? And I always like to say they have to have like pun intended, they have to have some skin in the game, right? So if, I love that. <laughs> I also say that, you know, when people pay, they pay attention, right? And so, and yeah, I don't do that anymore. Well, just for anybody that's watching, just. Oh, yeah. When, when you have that model fee, they're paying, but there's also an energetic exchange, right? So there's, it's, it's a monetary of, you know, they're coming to the table with something and um, they're going to value it more. A hundred percent. But yeah. in the beginning, you know, let's say you a tray fee. Yeah. I don't have anybody that is interested in this service. Then, you know, you have to put yourself out there some in, in some capacity, you know, and sometimes I, absolutely there's a lot, you know, I would give a lot for free, a, a lot away. Or or let's say if I had a brow client uh, and I wanted to practice eyeliner. I always use my clients as models. I've never been scared to work on a live model. Again, again, the worst thing that could happen is that. I have to remove it or lift it or correct it in some way. Then that sort of morphed into, like you said, model fee. Absolutely. Yeah. So fast forward to that point. Now I've raised my rates, oof, you know, over the years. Yes. And I just raised my rates a few months ago yeah. after COVID, yeah. like significantly. And because I'm to the point where I have all these certificates on my wall, right? I know what I'm doing, right? I know exactly what I'm doing. And so you get what you pay for. And if yes. I'm okay with someone not wanting to come to me because of my rates, that's fine. In my head, I'm secretly saying, you know, you're going to come back to me for that correction, you know, but, um, but you have to own it. You have to be okay with it. A hundred percent. I'm like totally unapologetically. Yeah. And I was thinking about what I wanted to say earlier from what you said, just put a pin in, in this is that you have to know your end goal, right? So whatever you're doing, whether it is, you know, Rose is talking about the podcast or what is the goal from that, right? What is, because you don't want to just do something to do something. I mean, obviously if you need a hobby, that's one thing, but yeah. I think for most of us, time is, you know, so valuable now more than ever. So when you do something, you know, whether it's a social media post or any type of marketing or anything that you're doing, as Clara said, a tray fee for charging that to get more yeah. people on your door, what is your end goal? You're trying to obviously get more, you know, um, pictures for social media, like really have it defined. Cause sometimes they're like, yeah, I kind of know I'm just trying to, you know, stay yeah, busy. funny because now I'm more interested in social media. Like I never really cared so much. You know, it's like, a, but now it's like, I'm more interested, like I'm interested in decorating my living room. And I've always used the word experience, even if they come to me for brow shaping, you know, 20 years ago, I want the time with me to be an experience. I want it to be enriching, empowering. I want them to not just sit there quietly, but I want to teach you about your skin. When I just even touching an eyebrow, 
I assess the client's face. I ask them about their skincare. I am, and that always propels, you know, ignites conversation about, you know, skincare and sunscreen. And maybe they, they may have a lesion on their face that they're not aware of. And it always goes into all these other directions. And we've created this amazing dialogue. And before COVID came, I'd have another client come in waiting and then she would sort of engage in the conversation and she would stick around. And then I would have another client. And then the first client was still there. And so sometimes, many times this would happen in my office. It was sort of this like, you know, community of women, like three and four women gathered, having this dialogue about a common denominator, you know, beauty or whatever it is. That's why they're seeing me. Right. And it was a beautiful thing. I can't do that anymore with COVID, sadly. Yeah. Right. You know, whatever, have protocols. But so to answer your question, I want it to be an experience. And again, regardless of the money I'm going to make and regardless of the followers, that's not what it's about. I want your time when you come into my house, so to speak, whatever that space is, I want you to have all those senses ignited. Oh my gosh, you know, what is that? Ask me questions and I want the time to be inspiring and whatever that means to you. It's about creating an experience. Yeah, I think that, and it's not only creating an experience just when they come in, but it's really creating an experience, you know, with your brand. So if we're going to just kind of tie a bow on this as we're wrapping it up, like just going back to when Rose was, you know, first talking about right. putting herself out there, thinking about how you can apply this. What do you want to be known for? What experience do you want to create for your clients? Right. What really do you want to put out there in the world? And then not being afraid to do it. Once you get clear on your intentions. That's it. And- right. Yeah. And you have, you know, that clarity of what you want. I think so many times people don't know where they want to go or what they want. And that's normal successful, but, you know, really getting clarity and getting defined. So Mm -hmm. it's okay to have a niche. Look at Mary Richardson to have, you know, a niche with one, you know, sort of expert. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, get known for that one. And then you can branch out to that next thing. Hundred percent. Anybody that you really know that is famous for something that got famous for that first thing, whether it was cooking or art or industry, that one thing, and then they branched out into other things. So once they crossed over there's a name for this and I can't think of the name of it, but once you cross over this wall or break through the wall, then you can conquer other things. So, so good. There's a name for when you break through this wall and I cannot think of the name of it. Well, if you log into Terry, right now I have it exclusively on Terry Lively's site and it's all for sale on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Terry Lively sells it for a little less because she wants to empower artists and she wanted to make it more accessible to artists. So thank you, Terry. Love that. Go to www.livelyinc.com, Terry Lively's site, and she has it for sale there. Or for those of you that are outside of the US and you know maybe easier to order on amazon.com, plug my name in, Rose Priya. Toe. Forget about the Perez that you see on the link here. That's just for Facebook, but Facebook. I'm so excited to be giving one away. Yay! Yay. Yeah, so good. So good. Yay. So, thanks. you know, women like you inspire me, by the way. You Aww. know, you have made it. Yeah. So you're a working mother of twins, little ones that you're homeschooling now with this learning situation. And you're still, you find the time because you are passionate. You have the desire to put yourself out there to empower other women. You don't realize the domino effect that has on someone like me, on so many of us watching. It makes me say, gosh, I can do this. You know, if April can do it. So, thank you so much for empowering our community, our beloved industry, not only permanent makeup, but just, you know, entrepreneurial women. So I really value and appreciate that. And thank, thank you for, you know, trusting me in your thank space. You. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that I always believe that when you put good out there, you know, good is going to come back. I enjoy it. It's always interesting for me as well. You know, I learn. we're always, like you said, student of life, always learning. So yeah, thank you for that. I received that. I love that. So, so good. Mm-hmm. So we are going to end this interview 
I wanted to say, I love you. I thank you for all that you are doing. Thank you so much. Everyone watching, thank you. Please, if you could tell me what you think of my podcast and if you have any questions for future episodes, the Beauty Lounge podcast, uh, you could also follow me there on Instagram. So I appreciate that so much. And of course, follow me on Facebook here and ask me any question, inbox me. But I appreciate you giving us the time today, giving us your valuable time. So good. And the last announcement I have to make is that we have a cash infusion workshop that happens this Monday, September the 14th. It's right around the corner, less than a week away. And in this cash infusion workshop, we are going to be teaching you how to position your brand. It's a workshop, so it's doing, it's live, but you will get the recording if you're not able to make it. How to create premium packages to attract premium paying client. We're going to talk about, it's called price anchoring. And we're going to talk about all of the positioning and marketing and creating this package that is irresistible to your clients. And the best thing is it's only $37. So it will be going up to 149. I was going to say. (laughs) But I'm doing it as a special for two reasons. One, it's $37 and in exchange for your feedback and testimonial. So it's new. So you're going to be watching me film it. So it's going to be in real time so that I get to do it. And then you get the benefit of having it during you know the time of COVID. So I made it super That's easy, so no brainer awesome. price. Yeah. I mean, the price of dinner, basically order a, a lipstick pizza for my kids Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lipstick. to grow your business. It's a two hour workshop. Again, you get the recording if you can't make it live, but it is, you're going to walk away with having a premium service and also knowing how to price your services here on forward and market your business, position your business. So, so good. It is aprilmeese.com forward slash CI. And I'll put that in the notes. But again, I just wanted to thank everyone for being here. And mostly I just want to thank Rose because again, you you are an inspiration to all of us. So thank you so much for all of your wisdom. Totally enjoyed talking to you. It's my honor. I I think the biggest takeaway for everyone, I mean, there are so many gems, like I said, that one of the biggest takeaways is your tenacity. You're just no fear. Get out there and do it. (laughs) I love it. I want everyone to be be like that because, you know, again, you just got to do it. That's right. Guys. I don't want to single out women, but you know, just got to just do it. Be like Rose. Be like Nike. (laughs) Ciao. Bye guys. Bye Rose. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, Hugs and High Fives. See you next week.